Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All things in the name of love. With your host, Dr. Erica Riesberg. Music performed and written by Megan Moreau. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. Episode 49, Tuning in to What Resonates with Your Soul's Calling with Delia. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Delia, whose spirit name is Bringing of Light Woman, and her power animal is Bear. She works in the shamanistic tradition, and she shares her skills and her gifts with those who are called to work with her. And she and I met on Instagram, and we were just giddy to like have this conversation. We've been trying to do this for a few months. So I am so grateful to have you here today. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. You're so welcome. So tell me a little bit about you. Like what, have you always been spiritually connected or is this a journey that you've stepped into over time? How has that unfolded for you? I think, you know, for my journey sounds similar to some of the people that I've met along the way, where you kind of knew there was a bigger picture. You knew that there was something more beyond just you and this world. And I always had that knowing, I think, from a very young child that I was amongst other beings that were unseen. And I very much grew up ignoring it or being told that it wasn't normal and being around people that just were more left brain (laughs) than Mm -hmm. right brain. And it wasn't until I had my first daughter that I had a bit of a, you know, I I felt like a midlife crisis and I thought there has to be something more. And as I started diving deep into myself, I realized there was this spiritual aspect to me that I wasn't giving honor to, that I wasn't tapping into. And as I started to allow those layers, you know, the limiting beliefs, the, oh, this is silly, I can't do this, or I don't believe in that. You know, once I started to remove those layers, I realized how universally connected I was. And I realized how in tune I was and that all of nature was just speaking to me. And so it was this language I think that I always had, I just wasn't using Mm-hmm. And it was really beautiful. And, and, and so, yeah, so since early 30s, I've just started to really unleash this. And my journey to kind of get where I am today has been super fast because I embraced it wholeheartedly. Okay. And I think because it was always there. It was just kind of a few layers below the surface. <laughs> That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So... What drew you to the shamanistic traditions? So that's an, that's an interesting one because I, I had no idea, you know, what a shaman was before when I, when I dove into my spiritual journey. And it had called to me really early on. And I was, uh, 
I think I was afraid and, and hesitant of it. I didn't quite understand it. And so I, you know, put it away and I said, no, that's not my path. I'm going to continue down this other path. And I was doing more energetic healing, energy medicine and, and more psychic type stuff. But it just kept coming back, just kept coming back. And I would be in healing sessions doing Reiki and I would start seeing past lives and spirit would start showing me how to heal the soul's energetic bodies and how to dive further into their stories to retrieve the healing. And I thought, well, why am I doing this? I kept coming out going, why did I do this? I was never taught this. Mm -hmm. um, I never read about this. And when I started diving into that, shamanism kept coming up and it kept coming up and it kept coming up. And I thought, hmm, this must be somewhere in my blood. This must be somewhere mm -hmm in my soul's history, my soul's life. And that's what I've been discovering is that it's just always been there. When I fully embraced it and opened up to it, I realized that the language shamanism speaks is very much the one that I resonate with, which is mm. being able to see everything with the lens of love, being able to see that all of the universe carries this beautiful energetic pulse and that we can feel the life all around us. And the one thing that I loved is that shamans don't seek to fix anything. They seek to just offer that healing, that compassion, that view to show people that you're just as perfect as anyone else in this universe. And that plant is perfect. And that rock is perfect. And look how beautiful this space is and, and whatnot. So it just it really resonated with me. And I think to the ceremony part of it as well, I'm very much drawn to rich ceremony, connecting with the elements, working with the elements, and just really opening up to the vibrations of all of the world, the, the universe. So it's a beautiful teachings. I think we all have a little bit of that within ourselves. And we all, I think, embrace parts of that within ourselves. But I allowed myself more fully last year to start embracing that as part of who I am and really owning that truth. How did you get to the point where you fully surrendered? I, it's interesting, both my daughters were these massive energetic gateways for me. I had my second daughter last year and I felt something completely shift when I had her. And I, it's, it's like the, the teacher shows up when the student's ready. And I had a modern shaman teacher show up shortly after my daughter was born, who was doing the Munaiki shamanic foundational rites. And there are a series of rites that offer healing in their vibrations of love. Mm -hmm. And the Munaiki had been something I had wanted to do for uh, some time, but I had never found that right teacher. So after my daughter was born, this teacher presented herself to me and I thought right away, yes, this is it. And the moment I entered her space and started bringing this new teaching into my body is what it felt like. I was bringing it into my body. I just started to vibrate at such a high frequency. I thought, wow, I'd never felt like this in a while. And it was a sheer sign for me that this was right that this was part of my remembering. Mm -hmm. And I've realized that it's not about learning, it's about remembering. 
So it really became part of that. And yeah, that's when I knew. I really knew that this was more, there was more to it, that it was part of me and that it was just going to keep chasing me. Spirit was just going to keep chasing me with this until I said, okay, yes, this is part of who I am. And I'm going to embrace more of these teachings and I'm going to find ways to weave them into the work that I do because I think I've seen now as I've started to embrace it more, how healing it can be and how sacred it is and how beautiful people embrace the teachings and the healings and they feel amazing afterwards. And so it's been, it's been wonderful. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. One of the fascinating things that I've learned in, in doing this is how, how you have to find the right resonance for your spiritual path. And in the past three weeks, I've spoken with somebody who was a hockey player who became a yogi. <laughs> a young, in his youth, was a studying Tibet, Tibetan Buddhism and then decided to follow in the lineage of King Solomon. And it was because of the resonances and you're following the shamanistic tradition because it's a resonance. Yeah. And it's so beautiful because once you remove the layers of what you should do and you open yourself up to what your soul is calling you to, mm -hmm. that's when things shift for you. Exactly. Part of me was afraid of the shaman, I think, term or label because it carries a lot of responsibility and there's, you know, the initiation process. And there's years of study before you can really call yourself a shaman. And that's why I say I practice the, the teachings because I'm not of that level. But at the same time, shamans, the mentors, the people that I've learned from or, or been in contact with, they're sharing their knowledge and their teachings because the world needs it right now. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people that practice sacred relationships with all the elements, right? Mm -hmm. So they want everyone to learn how to not just see the plant, but to feel the plant, hear the plant, and understand what it needs to be in coexistence with us and in harmony. And that is really all about who I am as a person and my truth. And I say to people, when I was, you know, a three-year-old girl, as far back as I can remember, my memories were I would sneak out first light of dawn and be out in my backyard looking for the worms, talking to the plants, you know, climbing the trees and just being with the leaves. And I thought, I've always had this discussion and, and coexistence with nature all mm -hmm. around me. And the shamanic practices just really enhance that for me and bring me that other level of spiritual connection that I think I was seeking and wanting to, to focus on. So it's become a very big part of my life, a big part of my focus. And now teachers are showing up all over the place where I'm learning so much. I'm still very much driven by spirit. They still very much share that remembering with me. But now it's nice to have these, these real life teachers <laughs> to experience mm -hmm. this with. I totally get that. One of the, the things that I've uncovered within myself is my alchemist. Mm. And I love 
mixing. I just love mixing. It doesn't really matter what <laughs> what it is, but specifically like a couple of weeks ago, I made the salve and I was intuitively guided to, what is the phrase, decoct comfrey root in castor oil because castor oil is ridiculously healing for the body and comfrey is ridiculously healing for aches. Yeah. And I was making it for my mom. And then after that was done, then I, I was guided to look up what essential oils I was supposed to put in. And then I was nudged to put some hemp oil in too. And I made this concoction and it's healing her. Wow. And it's not something that I came up with. It was something I was guided to. And yet innately, it, it, it just felt like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is, and it's just this fascinating process by which you're not you're not so controlling that you allow what needs to come through to come through. And then you create something that is something that is well beyond your imagination. And it's just so beautiful to let that flow through. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can absolutely resonate with that because that's how I feel my spiritual unfolding has been. It's been a series of where did I come up with that? How did I learn this? I just, and I really love that I never try to kind of pinpoint myself or put myself in a box or label anything because then it, it just always felt really restrictive because spirit never worked with me that way. Mm-hmm. So it's very much day to day. And some days they come in and it's like, okay, now you need to do this. And I might ask why and get a little bit more, but for the most part, it's a, no, this is what you need to do. And I don't really realize like yourself until afterwards what the purpose was or really get to see the full benefit of, oh, this is, this is what the healing was for. This is who it's meant to support. But yeah, I, I find it magical when that happens. Yeah. And it just, I think, is another proof that we come here with so much remembering. Mm-hmm that our souls are so much deeper than <laughs> the years that we've spent in this life on this earth, yeah. right? We carry oh, so yeah. depth. <laughs> oh man, there's, there's some times when I, I have a healing and, and, and my, my mentor does a practice called body talk. Mm, yes. And she will go back and retrieve some sort of wound I've had with me for 3,000 years. I'm like, how do yeah. I know it's in me because I feel the change. And it's like, this is so fascinating because we're not taught that, right? We're not taught that we come back and back and we try to keep healing the old wounds and, and the patterns and the familial stuff. And, and it's just so amazing to be living at this time of consciousness where we're actually getting to heal stuff that we haven't been able to do before. Yeah. And I think too, what I'm seeing is that connection with the lineages and the ancestors is so important because that knowledge and that teaching which we can access within us is also so important and useful for this time right and just remembering how to maybe to step back and be simple and just listen and sit with the land again it's yeah. it's like this coming back into the land and just listening and and conducting ourselves and our lives in, in that way more so than just this busyness and the productiveness and losing track of where your mind is going. And it's just this 
slowing down even. How are you seeing that given our current situation in your own home life? There was a series of things that happened recently where I thought, hmm, universe is is either playing a cruel joke on us (laughs) or it's very clever because we've just switched into the east direction. And if you dive into the medicine of the east direction, it's about illumination, Mm. new beginnings, the inner child awakening. And I thought, hmm, we're all being asked to kind of dive into these archetypes and these medicines and what new life do we want to see for ourselves? What new paths do we want to forge? What have we been sitting on that we want to bring forth again? And not only that, but also awakening that inner child. Well, how many of us are isolated with our children right now? (laughs) So it's forcing us to spend more time with them and play with them and come up with games. And so it's been this kind of, oh, okay, I see, I see what you're doing. (laughs) Do I, do I fight it or do I just surrender? And mm-hmm. I'm trying to do the latter, which is just surrender yeah. and really see, okay, is there an opportunity here? What is Mama Earth saying? What are, you know, what is the universe saying? What are the light beings saying? So there's been a lot of information coming through as much as I don't like my freedom taken away <laughs> because I like to yeah. be out and about and, and being around nature, but I am trying to surrender into that, into this season and the medicines and my children and just learning to laugh again and Mm. um, taking some steps back. Uh, I think people are starting to see that being less busy is probably more productive than the busy. So it's interesting. It's interesting to kind of see how everybody's moving through it in different ways and especially from the spiritual community. And the shamans, yes, the shamans, their belief is that we have what, where you put your thoughts and your fears and all that is kind of what you create. And so mm-hmm. the, the idea is that we've been feeding this web of consciousness with just too much negativity. And so now we're creating a world that is being affected by all of that. Yeah. So, and the mindset is coming back into that vibration of love. Mm-hmm. It's so, not just the shamans. I'm feeling it too because it's yeah. like this. This I've been feeling it for a few years, and trying to just be that love that I know is within me has been this this drive. Because what is more amazing than being love, right? Yeah. And yeah. so when I see the fear that's going on outside, I get curious and say, "Well, is it is it me? Am I feeling fear?" I'm not feeling fear. How can I show up with compassion for people who are? And that's, that's, I think, part of what we're being called to right now, because there is a lot of fear in the greater collective. And they don't know what we do. Yeah. And what we know is we're being called into this greater understanding of what unity is, and that we're all interconnected the plants my desk my microphone like everything is interconnected and we have to honor it as such yeah i i had a meditation the other day and i'll share a vision that i had which is for some might be wild but for me was just beautiful and just reinforced a lot of the teachings and what i feel but they showed me 
this massive spider web almost in that we have our own, everyone has a thread kind of connected into this consciousness. And those of us that are vibrating at this higher frequency in love, our thread is actually lighting up and it sends that frequency out into the universe. But they said, we're not just light beings, we carry resonance and sound. And so the higher your frequency and the more love that you're embracing, that is the sound that you're sending out as well. And that sound is what's healing. And they showed me, you know, it's interesting because at this time they're showing, it's like they're showing me people stepping out, out of their fear and lighting up their thread. And the web is starting to kind of light up. But they also showed me what the thread looks like if you embrace that fear, which was very mm. dull and limp. Mm. So it was really cool. I, was like, I thought, yeah. oh, okay, I, I feel this because, you know, when I've gone out into nature, I've felt vibration from nature. I've seen energy coming off of trees and I've, I've hear, you know, the sounds, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I thought, yeah, that makes sense. We're not just light beings. We have sound too. Right. So it's that all of, all of us, that, that pulse that we carry. And yeah, I think it was really interesting to see that and, and see how collectively we are so connected. Like you said, we are so connected and the plants and the animals and all of the natural world I feel is, is going to start showing us a lot more they're going to start stepping forward and being stronger teachers and have yeah. you know stronger voices so it'll be interesting to see where we go and what happens <laughs> i'm kind of sitting back with my bowl of popcorn <laughs> well i have a i have a i have a big cedar in our community garden that i manage mm. and she's at the she's at the base of the like you pass her when you park and then there's a garden on the other side of the of the driveway. And so she is the anchor for this the space. And she's got two branches that are holding like like she's hugging. She's waiting for a hug. And since last year I've been really connecting with her. And on Monday before I went into quarantine, which is not going so well. <laughs> Anyways, I sat with her and I asked her what she wanted to tell me. And she said, You're going to teach them how to connect with us. Mm. I said, really? And she said, yeah. And I said, how? She said, I'll teach you. And I was like, yeah, really? You're going to teach you the great, and, and I'm not like, oh, great poobah cedar, but she's a great cedar. She's a beautiful cedar. She's amazing. And she's, she's honoring me with communicating with me. I mean, I didn't hear her words, but I felt the energy yeah. of her. And I was like, wait, you really want me to do this? She's yeah, you're, you're doing this. And I was like, what a gift. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. like that's what we need. We are not separate from nature. We are part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's everything that I'm seeing and everything that I've been feeling is just so important to connect in with the plants. And especially because I go for what I call medicine walks now. So it's not just like a walk through nature. It's a medicine walk. And I just listen and I just allow the vibration or the frequency or the messages to kind of flow and come forward. And sometimes a plant or a tree or an animal might present itself in a way that I might not have noticed before. 
but it's always got a message that is relevant, that is poignant, that is medicine. And it's something that I can bring back into my own teachings or be able to share with those around me. And I think that's kind of important for some of us who understand this vibration and this, you know, this love being centered with love and that we have such a strong ability or an opportunity, I should say, to share that mm-hmm. with others to help them go through, go through these different things. And it's interesting because I've been uh, diving a lot more into herbalism and the plant medicines and Right before we got into quarantine and started to get the call to self-isolate, I felt the need to have nettle and ashwagandha. Mm. And I know nettle is very healing. It's very cleansing. And that's what I felt. I needed to kind of detox and cleanse and clear out some of the the, the frequencies and the fear that I might have been taking on from others. Mm-hmm. But the ashwagandha was fairly new for me. And when I went to go look it up, it helps to alleviate the nervous system. Mm. Went, wow, what a powerful plant to come forward and be gifted to me at a time yeah. where I needed to be calm. Mm-hmm. and needed to be able to move into this new life without mm-hmm. feeling anxious or afraid. I have young daughters. So as a parent, you're worried, oh my gosh, this is scary. What about yeah. my kids? But I needed to be calm for them and I needed to have a very relaxed nervous system. Mm. So yeah, I think when we embrace these rememberings and we allow ourselves to connect with the the other universal elements around us, there's so much teaching that they can offer. And yeah. there's they're ancient beings. Like trees are ancient beings. They've mm. been here for a long time and they have so much to give us, oh, yeah. which is just lovely. Absolutely lovely. I have an oak tree that I don't, can't always get to, but I cr- call her my grandmother oak. And sometimes I'll go in meditation and she calls me forward and I'll mm-hmm. just visually connect with her and we sit together and That's she's beautiful. super healing and she's lovely. And she, she's, she's my comfort. She just takes it all away. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, That's my cedar. That's yeah. my cedar. She's just like, I'll, I'll come up and I'll be distracted. And I'll go over to her and I'll just stand, put my arms under her arms and touch her and ask her for guidance. And she always pours love on me. And it's like, how could you not notice this powerful being and just accept her wisdom? Because she's just, she's got to be a couple hundred years old because she's so thick. She's got like four branches coming out from the, from the roots and she's beautiful. And it's like, I'm maybe a quarter of her age, maybe if I'm that old. And so I know the wisdom that she has is so much deeper than I in this current existence have. So why not ask her for it? Yeah. Because she's willing to give it to me if I recognize her. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's it too, right? We have to be able to connect in with these beings and with the shamanic work that I do and the teachings that I have is that they, they, everything around us is alive mm-hmm. and it has a story and it has medicine that it can offer and teach you. 
And there's always that exchange of gratitude. So some of my sacred teachings, I go and I lay down tobacco for the water and for the plants and have that exchange of gratitude where I thank them Mm -hmm. for their medicines, thank them for their life blood that they give us. Water is the lifeblood of our earth. And so I'm always in that sacred exchange of thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for offering this and having that connection. And every time I connect in, it's like they give you a bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And these are things that I'm trying to pass on to my older daughter now that she's starting to become more aware. I'm trying to get her to place her hand on the tree trunk and say, just listen and just just see, close your eyes and see what she shares with you. And I'll tell her what I what I get from the tree and, and what I see. And so it's really amazing because now she's wanting to come and share gratitude when I do it and connect with the the plants and do medicine walks. And so it's really sweet. And um, those proud mama moments, I'm like, yes, we need to live in harmony with our, with our earth. And part of the thing, one thing that I, I like to put emphasis on with some of my teachings and my spiritual practice is that we can receive the healing we need without harming the natural world around us and being eco-conscious spiritual beings, we can have all the healing that we need for ourselves without taking from the earth and being mindful of, you know, all the beings around us, being mindful of where we get our tools. So that's one thing that I am very aware of and coming into more understanding. I'm really using, educating myself around how to be an eco-conscious spiritual guide. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a process because you know, you think of all the things that we've been conditioned to. I'll use plastic as an example in my life. Getting off of plastic in the United States is really hard. Yeah. And so I've really gone out of, I'm not zero waste yet, but I'm getting there because it's important to me to not harm like my vision is whenever I use plastic if I don't dispose of it properly, it's going to harm someone living in the ocean. Yeah. And I I just can't because I love the ocean. I love all the sentient beings in the ocean. So how can I harm another? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's one area that I, as I was developing my spiritual practice, some of the early people that I was in contact with weren't talking about these things or weren't talking about the connection with us and the elements in the natural world. And it was more or less just here's the tools that you use and this is what you do with them. And there was no talk about sustainability or the the actual appropriateness of the tool and how to use them and everything. So these are things that I've adopted along the way, just again, because of my remembering, because I know that if you cut that tree down, what happens to it next? Or if you harvest too much of this, what's supposed to happen mm-hmm. with it next? So I've, I've always been very aware of our connection and our given, given receive, which is why I think too, the shamanic practice and some of the teachings really resonate with me because it's, it's been a part of who I am. But but yeah, going zero waste is a challenge for sure. <laughs> Especially yeah, with children. But we're 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 doing what we can here. Yeah. And uh, I've hosted a number of retreats and I'm proud to say that 
all the venues that I've picked have been off grid. Nice. Uh, you know, eco-friendly, very natural spaces. We encourage us to carpool and to be mindful of what they bring and reusable and all types of stuff. So it's it's top of mind from the moment an idea comes into my mind. It's like, okay, how can I make this eco-friendly but comfortable and support people who are new to it to be able to adopt that? Especially when you go on retreats and people want their creature comforts, but Mm. you can, you can definitely do it off grid. That's awesome. Some of the places that I found can provide all the modern comforts, Mm. but they're completely sustainable, which I love. So yeah, that's beautiful. They're out there. You just got to find them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the same with, with, uh, you know, extrapolating all that out. I mean, I make my own skincare products because I want to know what products I'm using and I don't want to have to keep buying plastic. Yeah. It's just like one more thing. It's like, I'll tackle one thing and I'm like, okay, what's the next thing I have to do? And the next thing I think is going to be like, I'm going to know milk. And I'm like, I'm ready for that. Yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm the same way. I've, I've in the last couple of years, I've so I expanded my knowledge about different things. Now I know how, like you, to make my own skincare products with essential oils and, and different oils that are super accessible. And I don't think I've gone into a pharmacy or anywhere and bought face stuff in a while. I think it's been about three years now. I haven't wow. had to buy anything. I'm pretty mindful of that for the most part. But yeah, it's, uh, it's very empowering, yeah. I find. My spiritual journey has empowered me so much more than the life I come from. You know, mm-hmm. I come from a very corporate background. I spent years in the corporate world. And I, yeah, I realized how unempowered I was mm-hmm. in that I was always at the mercy of someone else. And Mm -hmm. my life was indebted to other people's careers and goals and dreams. But when I embraced my spiritual path and I kind of took that part of me back, I realized how empowering my journey became and how empowered and how much more important my purpose is here. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's been, and it's hard to, to ever think about going back. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> no. I, I, I did academic and corporate and I don't even recognize myself anymore from, from where I am now to where I was. Because it's like, oh, wow, that's that's such a it's such a switch in my in who I am. I still have the suits because I'm like, they were nice suits that I don't just don't think I'm ever gonna wear them again. But it's like I got a custom made suit. I like, I don't want to get rid of, but I don't have any need to wear it again because it's not me. Yeah. And it's like, that's so liberating to know that, that I am who I am. I mean, this is a woman who used to straighten her hair for decades. And now that we have the posed quarantine self, 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 uh, self quarantine, I get to see my gray hair now. <laughs> like yes. how long is this gonna last <laughs> but that's me too and it's like okay so like how how far do I want to go to show up as the me that I truly am yeah and 
I think that's something that's being called with me in this process of of how long I'm going to stay inside and keep meditating and trying to keep my sanity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I you know what I mean, there's no there's nothing else for us really to do but to reassess and look inside and Mm -hmm. um, one thing that really jumped out at me was someone said you know uh, don't really think about in the now of what's conflicting the now and what's holding you back but think about jumping into that vortex of the future version really getting yourself into that vision of this is who I'm going to be in in the future and the resonance I'm going to have and the energy I'm going to put out there and the love that I'm going to share. And so I really like that because it got me out of that mind frame of feeling trapped or feeling like this was an inconvenience or even fear and anxiety got me out of that to think, huh, so when this is done, I'm going to have all this time because I've just culminated, you know, I've germinated, let's say we're germinating, mm-hmm. you know, these beautiful seeds and these ideas and this, and this energy of this newness that we want to have. I want to have a world where people are going to listen to the heartbeat of Mama Earth again, mm-hmm. where they're going to listen to her plants and her animal beings, and they're going to feel that pulse that I feel and hear that song that I hear. That's the world I want to see. And I think I have faith we can get there. And if that's the message I'm resonating with and I'm putting out there, then that's my future self and my future version. And Hopefully my ripple goes out and more people can stop and listen. And that's where I feel there's this energy right now with a lot of spiritual people is, okay, no more messing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's really honor why we came here yeah. and this, this destiny that we have as light beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've said it to a few people, when you step into your truth, you find your purpose. You know, it's not purpose, but it's stepping into your truth and you realize, oh, this is it. This is why I'm here. This is why Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why I'm attracted to the tools, the teachings, all that stuff. And I think what, what becomes less important for me is that piece of paper or where I studied or who I studied under. It's, it's all about the vibration and the essence of that truth Mm -hmm. and how you send out that love. I think that's, that's what it it feels good for me is, you know, it doesn't matter. Just, just step into your truth and your purpose and your destiny is going to follow and be revealed. So, cause there's so much remembering, you know, there's so much remembering our soul is so deep. It comes here with so much, with so much. And we just have to honor that and recognize that and give it its true light to come through in, in, in this place. Mm. So, and our world needs that now more than ever. Yeah. We really need that. And I, and I found it interesting that we, we are a connected being, like we need to feel connected. We need to gather, we need to be that village. So maybe this will also show how important that is. We've been living siloed lives. And now that we're told to really be isolated, (laughs) 
we're realizing how important community oh, yeah. and village, how, how important that is. So oh, I'm, I'm already like, I'm getting cranky because I'm not being able to hug friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is yeah. like part of my way of expressing myself. It's like, I just, I give bear hugs and, yeah. and I haven't been able to do that for two weeks. And it's like, okay, when is this stopping? Because this elbow thing isn't really going to cut it for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I miss my moon ceremonies with the horses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Being able to hug your your fellow person. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely. But I, I do, I am trying to embrace the optimism and the goodness yeah. that I, I'm hoping will come from it. I sense, um, I sense that those of us who are setting out the intention and living the intention of peace and love and joy are helping shift the vibration of the planet. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, the other, the other thing that came out the other day too, in one of my, I call it like sessions with spirit. I have a, I have one spirit guide who's more prevalent in my, my work than the others, but they showed me that it's really going to bring out who resonates more with you versus others. Like it's really going to kind of shine light on the ones who are authentic and true and really genuine versus people that are just kind of wearing the masks. So I feel like it's, it's really, again, it's, it's allowing us to kind of really assess everything the people that we want to engage in, engage with in our lives, the circles we want to be in, the, the tools we want to work with, the practices we want to have, the life we want to have, the routines. I think it's really, it's a reset, a reset and a rebirth, right? And what a beautiful time to be kind of awakening into this newness than mm-hmm. spring. Mama Earth is showing us how to come alive and how oh, to... Is birth and how to bring forward the beautiful gifts that we have. So again, I go back going, hmm, universe, was this a joke? <laughs> or was this planned? Because <laughs> this is kind of, so yes. <laughs> with the season, right? Mm-hmm. And just just standing back and watching. Yeah. So it's cool. I love like even on a, my walk today, we were out and I noticed all the little green mm-hmm. buds just starting to poke out. And I thought, you know, we haven't quite woken from winter. We're just starting. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Cause I'm a few, I'm about a month ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. We're just starting oh. to get that into that thaw and you can already see life happening and it's, it's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. We, we have, we have a lilac that's starting to come out. I'm like, it's March. Oh. What are you doing? But lilac, I love lilacs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it is, I, I feel the potential and I feel excited. Spring is my favorite time of year. This is when I used to skip classes because I just, <laughs> why be inside when it's so pretty out? So it like, is. So like that's, that's the energy I'm feeling of the, the potential, the, the excitement of, of what's to come. And I think if we all take some time and not have that anxiousness or sit with the anxiousness and realize that it's just a fear and love the fear because that's what every emotion wants is to be loved. Yeah. And then give yourself an opportunity to go within and explore who you are. Yeah. Because what better time than now? Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. And are you honoring truly who you are? Mm-hmm. Are you really showing your highest potential? Are you hiding those golden nuggets away? And for what reason are you hiding them, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of work we can be doing collectively. I and mean, I know there's people doing it, but uh, I, for myself, I had a few months before this all happened that I was really digging deep. And now that we're here, it's another affirmation of you're in the right space. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing what you're doing. If not, step even more into my power and into the gifts and honoring, really honoring that space mm-hmm. and guiding other people and showing them that, you know, there's nothing to fear here. Mm-hmm. One thing that I found that's been coming forward a lot is that fear has no place here and that love remains. And so as we work through that dense darkness to find the light, we will find it and that love is always going to be there. Mm -hmm. So they're all been very comforting messages for Mm -hmm. me and I hold them with me every day. And it's what I try to send out into that web, that consciousness. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. One last question. How do people find you? People can find me. My website is madrinadelaterra.com. I know it's a mouthful. (laughs) You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm mostly more active on social. uh, Same name, Madrina Della Terra. And that means Godmother of the Earth. And so when I connected with that name, it felt, again, really important for me. So in, in my tradition, the godmother is the one that helps to lead the child spiritually if there's no other teacher. And so I kind of felt like the work that I do, I was leading people spiritually to connect when there would be no one else to guide them. Mm. So, but it's well protecting, protecting the earth and, and being a voice for the earth. So That's yeah. so beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, thank you so much for the work you do in the world. I'm so honored to have had a chance to connect with you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so honored that I got to be here in this space and to share my voice and to connect with you and all your listeners. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.